Eagle looking great. Here we go. Did you copy? Shut up. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys in the month of October. Horror in space. In space. I am the scary host, Chris. I am the first to die, Anthony. <laughs> God, somebody say scared. Uh, <laughs> either way, it works out just fine. How you doing, buddy? I am. I'm fantastic, actually. I'm Excellent. doing really well. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I. Uh, I don't. How do I put it? Um, it took three years of the podcast. Nice. It took three years of the podcast for you, to, like, for us to finally get around to just doing a horror month, like a proper horror month, and not whatever it is we have done yeah yeah not just spooky but but uh actual horror and um boy did we open up on a good one uh <laughs> so you know I'm, I'm i'm eager for this month but i'm i'm uh i'm cautiously optimistic about the rest of the month yeah, after yeah, our opener I, here i think but other um, than that i'm doing i've been doing really well thank you i think it's been established on the pod that you are not the biggest fan of horror in mm. general um, i think it's more accurate to say that Horror is not the biggest fan of me. Mm, I see. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoy I enjoy a good horror flick. Sure. And there's been exceptions to that. We've talked about that. There's been but, exceptions. Uh, what did we watch, man? Oh, oh, we're jumping right in. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the 1997 science fiction horror film directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and written by Philip Eisner, Event Horizon. Horizon rated R, one hour and thirty-four minutes. So quick, yeah, bloody and to the point. Infinite <laughs> space, infinite terror. <laughs> what a great tagline! Fantastic tagline. Well, the reason why I wanted at, to go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, uh, you know, you you go right ahead. You go right ahead. I, I got I got in my notes. We'll uh, get to them. I was going to say the reason why I wanted to jump right in is because um, in my personal life, this movie has a actually has a great deal of influence. I, I first saw it in the late 90s, um, not when it came out, but later on, it, it was on DVD or whatever, or VHS. I don't remember where I watched it, but um, when it <laughs> yeah. came out, I, it made a huge impression on me, um, obviously, made a huge impression, I'm pretty sure, on everybody. Uh, but in the inter intervening years, I've actually used this movie, and I think I've told this story on the pod, as kind of a way to filter who's who i am willing to put up with okay in terms of dating um mm. i use this movie in the fp those are two very different movies well i you know i'm i'm eclectic man i'm a complicated individual <laughs> uh event horizon for one very specific reason because i think it's like the the perfect entry into science fiction and horror like there's going to be some other things we're going to watch for the right. month, and we might spoil those, or maybe you'll find out when we talk about them. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. But I, I don't think there's another movie off the top of my head that really is the perfect melding of like what is scary and what is science fiction. And I think this movie does a really, really good job. Um, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. There's a, there's a, there's so much on the production side that we oh yeah might have a chance to talk about. There's so many fan theories about this movie that we that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's why I wanted to just jump on in. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. There is a lot to talk about. And I think getting it right out of the way um, here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, typically we review straight to stream or straight to DVD style science fiction or science fiction adjacent media, whether those uh, that's TV, movies, short films. Uh, whatever. Uh, obviously, this is 
none of those things. Well, it's science fiction, but it's not <laughs> direct to TV, direct to stream. Uh, but we're we're trying to branch out. Uh, we're trying to hit some things we might not have seen before, or uh, hit maybe a theme, so we have something to compare things to. Uh, so obviously, you've seen this before. I saw this for the first time yesterday. Mm. Yes, interesting. I and actually, I recognized a few of the scenes. So I, I maybe it was on TV at some point, you know, in my teenage years, and I caught some of it. Uh, but I definitely, like, I definitely did have never seen it before. Um, and don't worry, like the loyal fans, long-term listeners, long-time listeners, uh, we will be doing some original B-movie style stuff this month for horror in horror and where, Chris? Space. There it, there it is. I mean, to be fair, I, d- I did ask if we could watch a different movie called Steep. Deep Star Six, and you said that Nelby wanted to stick to things in space. But yeah, I didn't. That's true. I didn't counterpoint that everything that we do is in space. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the. All right, nerd. Um, yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> no, so I watched this for the first time yesterday. Uh, I think, and I was telling you right before we uh, before we started recording, I think this is the perfect opener to Horror in Space Month because I think. I think this movie actually ties really well into two other films we're going to watch this month. And I, I uh, you you said we we might share, we might not. We're recording this a little early as usual, um, but we're no. We're, I think we're going to share the whole okay. slate, the whole schedule. Um, so by the time y'all listen to this, if y'all follow us on the socials uh, or you're in the Discord server, whatever, you already know what uh, what's coming. Uh, but two of those movies that are coming are Alien. Which is another horror, obviously the the kind of the staple horror in space. Yeah. Uh, everyone's dying off and all that, uh, and Doom, <laughs> which is also in space and also involves hell. Uh, very different. Yeah. Very different. Uh, but this movie um, kind of has elements of both a little bit. Like I, I'm reading through the production of this film, which is fascinating by the way like i if i if me and you were long form documentary style youtubers this movie would sustain us for so <laughs> long we have so much content uh but but the earliest version of the the script had an alien that had come back through wherever and was killing everyone right yeah. or maybe more than one or that type of thing but you know it's very alien uh, and then they switched it to be an alternate dimension of some sort. And eventually it's basically hell, uh, which is very much like doom. So it's it's very interesting. We're starting here and kind of a, like kind of a mix between those two other stories. Let's get some facts out of the way. Let's, let's do the facts and we'll, we'll get to uh, our discussion here on IMDB event. Horizon is sitting at a 6.6 out of 10 star rating with a hundred and over 190,000 ratings. Uh, the blurb reads, a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and has now returned with someone or something new on board. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, over on, uh, well, let's just take a look here. The unweighted mean is 6.6, so coming up a little higher. 27.4% uh, of the votes sitting at 7, uh, with 6 and 8 being all just shy of 20%. So... I think mostly positive or above average on the ratings here. I mean, there's a spattering of lower, uh, lower ratings or a spattering of higher ratings, but I think solidly uh, well received on IMDb. Uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a 34% rotten yeah. with a 61% audience score. Now I know this film wasn't 
high, uh, very well received. They didn't make a ton of money at its theatrical release, and I wonder if these ratings are a reflection of that and not really its uh, what we call cult status today. Uh, but we can get more into that. Uh, critics' consensus, uh, despite a strong opening that promises sci-fi thrills, Event Horizon quickly devolves into an exercise of style over substance, whose flashy effects and gratuitous gore failed to mask its over-reliance on horror cliches. Okay. Metacritic. Brutal. 35. Generally unfavorable. With a user score of 80. So that's uh, like a, I think it's the biggest gap. That's what was the gap, if anything, in Rotten Tomatoes? 34 30, to 61. 30 something odd, yeah. 35 to 80 is, is a huge difference. Huge difference. Uh, on Letterboxd, last but not least, I suppose, 3.3 uh, out of 5 stars. So coming out to a 6.6. Um, so I, it looks like the, the fans or the, the aggregate score sites are rating it a little higher while critics are rating it a little lower. Uh, just to read the blurb here, just to, to wrap up the facts. In 2047, a group of astronauts are sent to investigate this and salvage the starship Event Horizon, which disappeared mysteriously seven years before on its maiden vo voyage. With its return, the crew of the Lois and Clark discovers the real <laughs> truth behind the disappearance of the Event Horizon and something even more terrifying. Lewis. What did I say? Lois. Lois Lewis. <laughs> it's a weird, weird name for a rescue ship. When it popped up and said, oh, the Lewis and Clark, I thought, oh, it's an exploration ship. Right away, I went to exploration ship. And it was like search and rescue. And I was like, yeah, it's close, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. I like that uh, M Miller uh, just calls it the Clark the whole time. I really, I liked that. Yeah. The L and C is what I would call it. Oh, that's a good one. 73% uh, of Google users like this movie. Mm, Google users, seventy-three percent of the Earth. Mm. Well, Anthony, this is a movie that I, I don't want to say that I chose it. You chose it more or less chose us, but you saw it for the first <laughs> yes, time. Yes. Um. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor and give me your initial thoughts and opinions. <sighs> initial thoughts and opinions. It is, it is definitely a bit of a mixed reaction uh, to this. I think right off the bat, it's pretty. It moves at a very quick pace, which I, I enjoyed and then didn't enjoy. I definitely feel like that hour 36 could have been stretched out another 10, 15 minutes, fleshed out some of the uh, the meaty bits of the movie. Uh, but I do enjoy that it, it just jumps in and like, hey, here's the here's it. Here's the basis. Let's go. Some of that does take a little bit of like my suspense of disbelief was definitely tested with some of the early scenes. <laughs> not just, I mean, not just the fact like the way they travel makes no sense. Uh, like, hey, you got to get in the the pods, whatever they called them, the sleep chambers, because we're going to jump. You know, ion drive is going to come on. We're going to jump thirty Gs, and you don't want to be out here when that happens. But if the ship had jumps from z basically zero to thirty Gs of force why aren't all of their things like they just left coffee cups on the table and like none of that moved but we you know but whatever yeah but whatever uh continuity here we got i did a little here. bit i did a little bit of math on how fast they actually went there and it, it, it it's all right it's not it's not bad also like this is this ship is like a black site ship right the event horizon not the not the lewis and clark uh it you'd think they would have more than 20 minutes of prep time before leaving like they could have got like it sounds like he got the signal that it was back and immediately jumped off and went. Like there's nothing like they could have prepared more than one crew. 
There could have been a bigger crew. There could have been a crew that knew what was going on. Like it, there was just a, like the setup was a bit dubious, but at least it gets, gets you through very quickly. <laughs> Chekhov's giant uh, explosives as soon as they get on <laughs> the event horizon. Like, oh, look, they're going to blow those up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more than once. The uh, Some of the scenes with her like, oh, look, there's a little bit of blood here. And then like the lightning flashes behind her and there's a lot more blood. Yeah. Very, very interesting. It was just a lot of atmosphere. The meat grinder hallway is really, really cool. The actual like gate drive thing is really, really cool. The the aesthetics of this movie, fantastic. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne kills it. I think he absolutely kills this whole film. Does, does a great job. I love the props. Uh, I love a lot of the visuals. I'm... I am on record and I will go on record again saying that I miss miniatures and like real props for spaceships and stuff. I think they look fantastic. Yeah. Bring them back. Yeah. Touch up a little bit of the atmosphere with some CGI. That's fine, but give it to me. Put some real lights on it. That's just awesome. I think that everything that this movie builds with atmosphere and great, (laughs) this is a tomb. Great lines gets kind of cut at the knees with the fact that, it's an incredibly, incredibly predictable plot. Now, the the idea of like what actually happened to the Event Horizon or really what happened to its crew, that's maybe not as predictable. But just, oh, hey, yeah, Weir's going to be a bad guy. I just knew, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, wait, yeah. this guy's acting. He's like, oh, look, he's going to end up being oh, evil uh, in he, some he, way. He is a uh, suspicious fish from the oh, jump. Oh, uh, right away. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for my idiot of the movie, but it's Weir. <laughs> Uh, the crew, like, okay, the, the young eager one going down first, like it's very formulaic and some of its horrorness. Um, and it, so kind of, kind of, like I said, it kind of cuts itself at the knees. I will say, I, I mean, I'm, I've been, I did not Google it. I just wanted to ask you like the idea and we're spoiling the movie at this point, obviously this, what is, how old is this movie? 25, 26 years out, old yeah. now, 26 years old. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie and you like horror and you like sci-fi, go see the movie. Like, or I said, go see it, stream it wherever it's streaming. If you don't like a ton of gore or you're not really into horror, but you like sci-fi, eh, it's, it's, I think it's skippable. I will say that the idea of a ship or just the idea of faster than light travel being accomplished by going through an alternate dimension for any amount of time or even just straight through and popping out the other side uh, is not, it's not original at all. And that's fine. It's done by a lot of different properties, but this might be the first time that I've heard of them. Oh, they went through, but they didn't pop out the other side. And it wasn't just that they were lost. Like they visited somewhere else for however amount of time. There might be other stories where there's like time dilation or, or other things, but to go somewhere else and then come back is is pretty interesting from a sci-fi science fiction uh, perspective. I, I was very intrigued by all of that. Uh, unfortunately, where they went was a hell dimension, um, <laughs> and uh, it didn't yeah. turn out well for them. It was just probably the most squeamish I've ever been in a movie, like with the amount of gore that's in a 15-second scene. Way too much. Way, way too much. Uh, I did not watch that entire scene. Uh, I, it was uh, it was an overload for sure. But overall, despite all of that, I think it's a well-made film. Um, reading about the production the how rushed it was yeah and how they were able to cut corners quick here and there i think anderson is quoted with saying you know he cut too much he was told to cut 30 minutes and he cut 30 minutes but really he probably should have just cut 20 i would agree with that 
I think I think there's a there's a good movie that got cut down a little bit too much. So I, I agree with the six and what was it on IMDb six point six? Yeah, sure, six point six. I'm right yeah. there with it. So that you asked me for my initial thoughts and opinions, they're they're all there, man. <laughs> Laid bare. Oh, and John Isaacs, it's yeah. always like, Captain fantastic. Lorca. Yeah, so good. I think I agree for the most part with your rating. Uh, I'd probably bump it up a little bit higher for my own personal opinion, just because. Yeah. Like in the production, you can go read this on Wikipedia. I remember reading it in a magazine article a long time ago. This movie was inspired in part by Warhammer 40K, yeah. which is a science fiction slash space fantasy tabletop miniature game in which in order to travel, like um, like in Star Wars, like they go to hyperspace, which I'm still not 100% sure how it works because they I feel like they change it every every. Ah. The hyperspace is like yeah. the force, whatever the yeah. plot needs it to do. Um, yeah. But in, in Star Trek, they travel at warp speed, which means they just travel faster than the speed of light. But in Warhammer 40K, they actually, they do, as you mentioned, go to a parallel dimension called right. the warp um, where demons live. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's the safe way to travel, right? A lot yeah, of absolutely. Fa- a, a lot well, of fans, As long as the God Emperor is there yeah. to bless us, I think we can do whatever uh, we want. A lot of 40K fans believe that Event Horizon being a, kind of an unofficial prequel mm. uh, where mankind first discovers. And like I said, you can read this all on Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the thing that I hate about this movie is that it was edited down so much, like reading about, because like I, I read I read this in a magazine article many years ago about how like all the ways they die or, or, or they're haunted by their fears, right? Like Weir's greatest fear is that he couldn't save his wife from committing suicide um the um the medical assistant peters her greatest fear is that she left her child and so she is haunted by a a a child throughout this movie uh the doctor uh you never really they don't talk about it but apparently he had a fear that he was going to be vivisected yeah and and that's how he ends up dying i think he he Um, had that long surgery scar yeah i think in some cut scenes they talk about how he like as a child he had to go undergo that surgery and he probably just scarred him literally and figured it (laughs) mentally and physically i should say Um, uh, at a young age yeah and yeah so a a lot of this movie was lost unfortunately there may never be a director's cut paul w sanderson has said that he doesn't know where the footage is so which is sad but it is what it is it's pre-digital so it's just yeah or wherever it is you have to literally find it yeah yeah there's not a copy somewhere and that tape is probably you know degraded decaying at this point oh yeah you mean like the the vhs tapes or even yeah. like the cassette tapes where you'd record over them like seven or eight times well no, even just, if it's the last thing there it's just like well i mean the celluloid oh sure probably sure. decayed you've never of... made a copy of a copy of a copy <laughs> of a copy no um <laughs> I, kind of unrelated event horizon i think a great name for mm-hmm. a starship that's that you're attempting to travel to an alternate dimension that's a great name especially using a controlled singularity yeah like, it's really on the nose isn't it <laughs> i think my um uh the the thing i like most about this movie is how we talked about the you kind of talked about the sets and how it's it's very uh, the word pretty isn't right the right word because it's horrific uh <laughs> yeah but like um the the gate engine or whatever it's called was it purposely designed to look like a torture chamber? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I think, were the spikes necessary? They don't really talk about them. When I, uh, I, I spent a I spent a lot of time reading. I think it was. I mean, it was inspired by what Hellraiser or Pincushion or whomever. Like it, it's inspired by some of the some older horror for sure. 
Uh, and I think in the earlier scripts, it was supposed to just have a black hole in there, the whole, like yeah. a, there the whole time. I don't know, but you know, effects are effects and they cost a lot yeah. of money. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is definitely like you see all that. Like the the one thing that this, there, there are two scenes in this movie that subvert expectations. One is when somebody didn't get vivisected by a door when I fully <laughs> expected them to. Uh, you watch, if you've ever seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And two, there's giant spikes all in that gate room. No one falls on a giant spike. Yeah, no one gets impaled. I was waiting for it impa- somebody to get impaled. Yeah. Uh, the, whole, the, the, the whole movie you watch, you're like, oh, someone's going to die in that. Like What's right real? away. No one got no one got killed by the mean, meat grinder hallway either. Like very obvious, but that didn't happen. The thing that, that makes me kind of giggle watching this movie many years later is because I saw Lost in Space from 1998 before this. Oh, okay. Um, which kind of has the same themes a little bit, like um, a spaceship trying to use an experimental form of travel, mm-hmm. uh, except it, it, in Lost in Space, they get transported to a different time, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's not as uh, scary. <laughs> you, you don't say. Uh, but uh, I remember like I remember watching Lost in Space and then watching this movie and then thinking like, man, I feel like these are all, like not the same type of movie, but I feel like they're like not necessarily the themes are the same, but did you, I feel like they were the same design studio, like worked like, on both or the, or the same set designer or something. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I mean, uh, let's, let's see. see. It's new. It was New Line Cinema for yeah, Lost in even... Space, and then Event Horizon was Paramount. But yeah, I, I think mean, it's just late '90s science fiction. You know, it has a look to it. You yeah. know, it just it just does. Yeah, I mean, just the the ship interiors, the outfits, like how everyone's reacting. It just kind of they feel like they I've not that they feel similar. Sure. Just, it just was like when I was watching this for the first time, I was like, man, this is like lost in space, but scary. <laughs> but scary. Yeah. Well, I like uh but like it's so interesting you brought up lost in space. I mean, because lost in space is just Swiss family Robinson in space, right? Like that's yeah. the, the general idea, right? Yeah. But this these stories of explorers doesn't have to be space explorers, but just explorers in general getting lost. Or, or their travels to somewhere is so ingrained in us. Like it's just when you, when we first discovered when the, when Europe first discovered the, the new world, the Americas, right. And, Oh, there's cities of gold and there's this, and there's like the, all these things. And then you, it's the same idea with space travel, right? Oh, once we get out to space, we're, we're going to have all these wonderful things and things will be this, that, and the other, but you get these same type of stories like, like lost in space or like yeah. event horizon or any number of, <laughs> movies or television episodes or books or whatever about that just explores and the horrible things <laughs> that happen to him or the wonderful things that happen to him. I, you know, I looked up lost in space, 1988 or 1998, excuse me. When, uh, when you brought it up, I don't, I've never seen it. I did not know that Matt LeBlanc was in that movie. That's oh yeah. No, there's a, there's a great, that picture right there on IMDb. Uh, that's an amazing, that's, that's the best scene in the movie. Is that Matt in there? <laughs> yeah, that's Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, with his Iron Man helmet, like that. Interesting. That, that helmet pops out from behind his, the, his jacket because he's wearing yeah. this like he's wearing like this really cool exosuit kind of thing, but he's yeah. wearing this jacket over it, and the helmet comes out and slides over his head and closes. Oh, that's cool. And, and Iron Man straight up stole the effect. Like oh, ten yeah. years later, maybe we'll have a maybe uh, we'll have a palate cleanser and. <laughs> in space november some eye bleach yeah Yeah. uh so i i uh i'd like to talk about the production a little more 
Sure. My favorite thing about the the production is that for that scene that you're talking about, that 15 second, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a gorgy. That's about, that's accurate. So apparently um, amputees Mm -hmm. were hired to do that stuff, which I think is really cool. Apparently pornographic actors were also hired to make the, uh, some of the uh, background stuff to look more believable, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, You know, they got to get paid. Uh, no, I just, uh, yes. the, um, there's a bunch of deleted scenes. Oh, Miller, yeah. Miller finding a tooth. Uh, Peter's hallucinates her son's legs, excuse me, supposed to be covered in maggots. There's supposed to, that scene where Miller finds the vivisected body of Captain Lorca is supposed to be oh, yeah. much, much longer. Uh, you know, I just, I, at some point, you know, maybe we'll get to see the deleted scenes. I don't know. There are a uh, few deleted scenes or storyboards on like uh, like DVD special features, that type of thing. But I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem likely. Personally, like reading through what was edited out of the Gorgie made me sicker than what I saw of the Gorgie. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty extreme. Uh, like well, the first cut of this movie got NC-17 uh, rating. Well, apparently, what might have helped your it being so rushed is that apparently at the beginning there's supposed to be a whole scene where um, we're conf- like the people are talking, not the crew of the Lewis and Clark, but like, cause I guess he's part of the I S a I A S a. Yeah. I'm not sure what that stands for. I, I assume yeah. international aerospace and aeronautics. Oh, um, okay. But, um, but yeah, there's supposed to be a whole scene with them discussing mm. the ship itself. Um, you know, maybe one day, uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, it's definitely not a not a movie for very squeamish people. No, like, in any way. Uh, I think my favorite character of this movie is probably Cooper. Um, I was I was thinking Cooper in my head. Right yeah, as you said like, it. yeah. 100%. He's so he's so great. Uh, I've Richard T. Jones. I don't remember another movie that he's been in. Let's see. Let me check out his uh, IMDb here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, he was in. He's in the Rookie. Which is a, not a movie, but television Maybe there's show. a reason why I've never seen him in anything else. Collateral. Uh, uh, well, not exactly. Traffic Cop number one. Let's see. Ooh. Do, do. Yeah. Yeah. He's in 10 episodes of Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Not a whole lot of stuff, but, you know, he's had a career. He was in Super 8. That's right. He was in Godzilla. Huh. Yeah, it was. He's been in a lot of things. He's a working actor. He's been in yeah. a lot of things that I recognize, Some and a few out. things that I've seen him in. No, but he's so funny. Like I'm mm-hmm. like aside from the weird kind of sexual harassment, hmm. uh, <laughs> kind of sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just the kind of weird. Like, oh, kind it's of just weird. like yeah. it's, it's a little unnecessary in a lot of ways. Um, but no, he he's great. Um, you know, I didn't realize he was also a member of the Cerritos security, mm. you know, crew at some point. You know. His baby bear all over the place. Yeah. Um, no, just I think every scene that he is he is in is awesome. Like when he gets blown off into space and he's like calculating the different ways he can get back to the ship. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, what, like, let's let me mean like math genius or incredibly <laughs> lucky. Which one? Why not both? <laughs> By a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Okay. Four K Lonos dose. No, like like I said. Aside from the weird sexual harassment, I think he's great. Um, yeah, I just what's funny is we never really see his fears. Like, no, and, and I he's know never that, really on the ship. Yeah, that's true. He um, doesn't spend a lot of time on the ship. 
at all. Like he gets on, he gets off. Yeah. He's there fixing the other one. So I don't think he's, uh, yeah, he's not impacted. Can I, mm, how do I, how do I do this? Oh, so you talk about never have seen him before real quick. He was in a movie called what's love got to do it do with what's love got to do with it. Is that Lawrence? Which is about Tina Turner. Lawrence Fishburne plays a character. I've never seen this. Lawrence Fishburne plays a character called Ike Turner. Oh, <laughs> um, and Richard uh, T. Jones plays a character named Ike Turner Jr. Hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think this is a this is like it has nothing to do a with science story fiction. of singer Tina Turner's rise to stardom and how she gained the courage to break free from her abusive husband Ike Turner. Big Ike. That's yeah, not uh, not <laughs> science fiction. You are one hundred percent right. In any way. In see. any way. So uh, Smith, played by Sean Pertwee, he finds a, a panel and finds the bomb that's been placed in the Lewis and Clark, right? There's a big button that says disarm and another one that says disable. He doesn't try clicking any of those buttons. He has to enter like a code or something. I, well, cause when he, when he goes through and arms them, he just clicks buttons to arm them. And then there's right next to arm. It says disarm. And next to like, there's the remote detonation. Yeah. There's a disable. I mean, these aren't meant to be like, they're not fighting people. They're meant to be used in emergency. They should be able to be turned off. It's just, it's just like I was yelling at the television. Click the button. Just click yeah. the button. What are you doing? Click the button. I don't, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I'm not saying it's a plot hole. I'm just saying maybe if they he clicked the button, they didn't work. It would have been fine, but it was a bit odd. A bit odd for sure. So, um, how do you feel about the end of this film? Now, you you are on record saying that a lot of horror movies they got to do that one last little scare thing at the end, uh, and they got to oh uh, nope, nothing's actually good. This kind of did a little bit of kind of did that kind of didn't. Well, think? we still don't, at least we still don't know, right? Because the right. because the the hatch closes while homeboy is screaming for someone to get him a sedative. Nobody moves. Like the two guys that are with him are just standing there. No one runs mm. off to get a sedative. So I don't I don't know. Uh, in, in terms of the ending itself, like if you're talking about like the very end of the movie when the movie actually yeah, like the, stops, I think it's okay. Uh, when the prodigy prodigy comes on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely not the soundtrack I was expecting for sure. Not at all. Um, no. Like what a tone shift! Just uh, the, the the music over the credits quickly took me out of the movie <laughs> for sure. Um, no, I, I mean I think it ends well. Like yeah. I mean the the weird like I've been watching a, and I think I mentioned this on the pod. I've been watching a lot of Supernatural, mm-hmm. um, and I in your spare time, not even for the podcast, just no. in your spare time. In my spare time, yeah. And so many like situations in that show devolve into just two people punching each other. Like, <laughs> like, and I get that it's, you know, it's supposed to be this kind of like weird. I don't even like at, at it's a CW show, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. But, um, but like the, like I'm an angel, right? I have the power to, uh, to, you know, call lightning, fire, <laughs> bugs, you know, sure. locusts or whatever, but I'm just going to punch a dude yeah, and because that's, th- those are the effects we can afford. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just like a weird naked Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> punching each other. Like, it's just kind of like, I mean, I saw Sam Neill's dick or at least his stunt doubles dick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I didn't rewind that scene, but it went by so quick. I was like, that looks fake like i can't tell what's happening in the, the i you know i'm not gonna rewind it to find out did you read that it took him seven or eight hours each each day to get fully in makeup for those those closing scenes once he has all oh, the, the scars and whatnot no i did not yeah yeah and then like um, his face his eyes shown sewn sewn shut 
Uh, yeah, which is crazy. Which is probably why most of it's just a close up on his face, so they don't have to do makeup over the whole right. body. Yeah, it's just like another like movie where Sam Neill, where I'm, I don't know where he's from, because you hear his 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 New Zealand accent come out in like the opening. Few he's minutes. wearing an Australian patch. Yeah, but like yeah. like in the first five or ten minutes when they're in they're having that meeting, like you hear that accent, and then for the rest of the movie, he sounds like he's not from there, which I don't right. get. Which is another yeah, Jurassic Park thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's one of those things like, oh, I have this accent, and as he's around Americans, it just kind of goes away. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think my... Sam Neill. <laughs> what a great actor. Um, Jolie Stark, or not Jolie Stark, Jolie Richardson, I'd like to talk about her. Yeah, he plays the character. Lieutenant Stark. Stark. Not Natasha Richardson, Mm-mm. but the sister of Natasha Richardson, oh. who uh, is the late wife of Liam Neeson. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I did not. I, um, I don't play six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like I, it doesn't matter to me, but interesting, interesting enough. Uh, well, I just like, I knew who Natasha Richardson was because she's been in a bunch of movies that I had seen and I really liked. And then mm-hmm. I, I found out what happened to her and, you know, it's sad. Uh, I didn't know she was married to Liam Neeson. So, uh, but yeah, Jolie Richardson, been in a lot of stuff. 101 Dalmatians, very, very different than... Um, <laughs> I mean, she's definitely like just looking at IMDb. I mean, from 2018 there, there's what, uh, like 15 ish things she's been in in the last five, six years. I mean, she was in the Patriot girl Mm -hmm. with dragon tattoo vampire Academy. Um, I mean, she's been a lot of TV. Yeah. Lots of television. Yeah. But you know, yeah, definitely another working actress. She's just great in this film. 72 episodes. Nip tuck. Oh, there you go. So, well, I, I, I show a hundred, but okay. Oh, uh, you think like <laughs> if you had to pick two characters that were going to live at the end of this show, <laughs> was it Stark and Cooper? Uh, I from mean, the get go, like, well, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. not at all, uh, right? No, yeah. Uh, I, I, I definitely expected Lawrence Fishburne to survive. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess technically Justin survives. As far as we know, yeah, he's, he's stuck in the grab couch. Yeah. Um, wow. Did you have an idiot of the movie? I've kind of given mine away, but I'm going to back it up in a minute. But what? Who's your idiot of the movie? I mean, like, I, I feel like it's weird, but like he, I don't necessarily think he qualifies for being an idiot of the movie because I feel like his from the beginning he was never going to leave. Like mm. from the very first instance of him, and and it again, this could be a. Uh, a byproduct byproduct of the editing of the movie, him seeing his dead wife all the time before he ever gets on the ship. Right. Like yeah. w- we don't know when she dies. Um, he talks about how his work consumed him and how he didn't see that she needed help when she needed it. And that's probably what caused her to do what she did. Like was the, the, cause he built or he designed the event horizon warp drive or, um, not warp drive, gate drive, the, the gate drive or whatever. So, like, did he build this thing for the sole purpose of trying to go, like, go to a different place, maybe to find his wife? We don't know. Oh, like, that's, interesting. That's lost in the sauce, right? Um, yeah. So, I, I like, I, not hundred percent sure if I would qualify him as like the idiot because I feel like he's the catalyst going like to kickstart this movie. If we are mm-hmm. never exists, we don't have the movie that. But then again, that doesn't disqualify him from being an idiot because 
when point blank asked if he saw anything in those in the maintenance tunnels in the Jeffrey's tube, um, he just lies. Yep. Like it might be Peters. Peters. Which one's Peter? she, she's the she's oh, yes, the, the lady who who chased her. Yeah. Her 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 son who like definitely knows, had legs. <laughs> she knows that he she's hallucinating. She's hallucinated her child already. But I mean, like people who are hallucinating don't like, you know, it does more than just show you something usually. Yeah. Right. So it could be impacting her in other ways. But yeah, that felt a little contrived. I, I'm going to go with weird because he seeks his dead wife. He has nightmares of her. He sees flashes of her. And like, I thought it was, you know, I, I'd almost forgive him, except that until it's revealed that she died via suicide, he should get help. Like <laughs> my notes say we're because he didn't see a therapist. Yeah. Like if you, if you're struggling, seek help, get help. It's no one is above that. Even if you do build interdimensional travel, <laughs> doesn't make you a psychiatrist. I, uh, I found that that relationship or at least that interaction between him and the, the ghost of, um, Claire, um, how like on a scale of one to definitely inspired like the dead space thing with Cl- oh. with with Isaac Clark and his lady friend. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like there's so much of that movie that's in dead space. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like it's just like that. I think that whole opening sequence like was. I feel like was ripped completely off of this movie. Oh for sure. Um, which is for sure because his name is Isaac Clark, Lewis and Clark. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I. Um, uh, to, to I'm gonna I'm gonna shift us into the, the lore a little bit, like the get in universe in this movie. He's hallucinating his wife or seeing her flashes and stuff, and he, that could be explained as just trauma, right? Um, nightmares, just trauma. But when he first sees her, like it's revealed that she doesn't have eyes, which is a recurring theme for people for everyone for the the former crew and then him later on. So was the ship calling out to him? In any way, like yeah, no, that's what I mean. In some way, like that's what I'm asking. Like, but how would it know to reach out to him? Well, he made it. He created the and it. But yeah, I guess. But it's just I, I'm I'm operating on the assumption that this the ship the ship itself is possessed and it's not possessed until it goes wherever right, right. and comes back. So I guess like I wouldn't I just didn't see how it would know to reach out to him. Like uh, maybe it's reaching out to other people and we don't ever see that. I, I just I was a little confused. I mean, it's um, got a it, it's a if, bit ambiguous, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If it is, you know, the because like this isn't necessarily cosmic horror, sure. right? Because it, it, it can be considered that because alternate dimensions, old gods, Cthulhu kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't we don't see any tentacle monsters because they got <laughs> They got written out. Sure. So I, I can I can only assume that if it like if it's inspired by 40k, where demons in, in in hell are like exist in the real world, he designs this ship, right? Because again, we don't know we don't know the timeline. So sure. did he design the ship and in the in the time of him designing it or designing the, the engine when his wife passes, maybe like whatever possesses the ship is able to find the logs. Mm. Right. And it's going to, and it, it knows, okay, well, if I can, if, if, if I'm this mm. crazy evil cosmic entity, if I'm smart enough to possess a bunch of people and then possess their ship, maybe I'm smart enough to go through the computer, find the designer and then call out directly to him. Or did he design it implicitly because he was called mm. out to like, he was inspired oh. by this evil. Like, okay. Hey, you know, there's only one, there's only 
the shortest distance, the shortest, you know, distance between two spots is to fold them in half. I don't know. So, <laughs> um, which they then do in several other media. That's like the, <laughs> I think yeah. interstellar being the big one. Uh, yeah, there's just yeah, not a, okay. There's, there's not, just a, not a, I know. I just didn't know what you thought. It's very right. ambiguous. It's up to yeah. for interpretation, but I hadn't actually thought of, Oh, the ship or the other, the entity giving him the idea to even do it to like initiate the travel is a pretty interesting take. It's very interesting. Uh, overall worth the price of subscription. I mean, if you got Paramount plus, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got it on VHS. I guess yeah. you already own it. Uh, it's, it's hard for me. Like, because, because of the horror bits of it, I, like I said, I stand by the 6.6. If you want, I, I would lean, even if you're not huge in a horror, I would, probably still recommend it just because it's obviously influenced a lot of other things uh if you are super squeamish uh there are a few scenes that will mess with you uh so just you know you know your your limits and all of that um but if you if you're looking to watch what, what would you call it An inspirational media as far as the genre is concerned this is definitely one of them this is a, oh, it has I a cult mean, following for a reason yeah I mean, we talked about alien like i think sure. aliens probably the first sci-fi like true sci-fi horror movie um, um you think so i mean like just in terms of like taking because it's a, alien is essentially a jason movie or like mike my a michael myers film. yeah unkillable killer running around murking people like but it's i think it's when i say the first one i i might mean that it's the first one that like really nails it right mm. like the, the the suspense the atmosphere and i mean and that could sure. just be you know um, because Oliver Stone's just really good <laughs> director. But I think this this movie is a foundational piece in the genre. Like if you're gonna if you if you like horror and you like science fiction, and you haven't seen it yet, you should watch Event Horizon for all its flaws. Sure. I think it does a lot of things really well because it's it, this is a haunting movie. Like the like that movie House on Haunted Hill, mm. um, or even The Shining. You know, definitely. I think it was billed as, or like when he was pitching, it, it was The Shining in space. Right? Yeah, it's definitely like um, ghosts. You know, possession, all that stuff. Like this, I think this movie's a foundational. I, I yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that I didn't know more about the plot of this film. Like, I had no idea that it was going to take a supernatural turn at all. Right. So it's uh, it was very interesting. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd recommend it. Which is those few caveats, obviously. Uh, if you're if you have to get your parents' permission before you watch a rated R film, this is probably not the one for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, for the, we we, talk, we kind of talked about you know the rest of the month we're going to be watching um, Planet of the Vampires from 1965. I'm expecting some super cheesiness out of that one. Uh, we'll be checking out Alien, as we've mentioned several times, uh, Doom, and then uh, finishing out horror in space with uh, i think probably the you you called alien kind of the, the beginning of horror in space i would call this like the ultimate the end game for horror in space i also said it was directed by oliver stone correction oh, it's not ridley scott yeah i was gonna let that one i was gonna see if anyone came out and corrected you i like it when you tick people off uh but we're we're gonna end the horror in space month with the the ultimate version of horror in space jason x <laughs> super excited uh so that's what's uh that's what's coming up on the uh on the docket uh if you have suggestions for other straight to stream or straight to uh dvd style science fiction you can email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com you can also hit us up on the social media uh 
basically everywhere at sci-fi wise guys dm us or just add us or whatever we'd appreciate it stay healthy stay hydrated and uh make movies like Event horizon not like resident evil i mean you mean like the movie resident evil or the television <laughs> show resident evil why not both <laughs> fair enough thanks guys bye Oh, we forgot to talk about your one-star review. I'm so sorry. Um, we can talk about it now if you just want to cut it in there. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. Uh, we can add it as a sting. Sure. You want me to read it? Go ahead and read it. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, in a, if an in an empty theater, no one can hear you scream. From October 19th, 1999, I actually yelled at the screen in this film. Really, when the big secret of the Event Horizon was revealed, it was so insultingly stupid that I couldn't believe the filmmaker had the nerve to toss it up there on the screen. The film looks pretty, pretty cool. The interiors of the spaceship were based on a cathedral. But other than that, there's really nothing to suggest it. So he predicted the twist or didn't like the twist. One out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, this makes you a horrible actor. Yeah. Uh, too bad that the uh, the director had a twist that this person didn't like. Yeah. If he could have given it a zero, he would have. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, how, would you, how would you rate this? One star I would, review. I would rate this one star review a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of the title. The title yeah. is fantastic. In an empty theater, no one can hear you scream. Fantastic. <laughs>